Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Last Wednesday, pro-Trump rioters entered the Capitol building. We all saw what happened. We have seen the news. We saw how people sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair, how they disrespected the capital of this great country. We saw how they broke windows, how they toppled and hurt police officers, federal police officers, and how they, how they acted as a mob uh, and acted with tons of violence. We all saw that, and now we are seeing the repercussions of those actions. So in this week's episode of The Young Perspective, we are talking about what the riot means for Trump, specifically in, with his relation to social media. So I guess we will get started. Right after the riots, social media companies like Twitter and Facebook, they took action. After Trump had released videos and messages on Twitter and Facebook and other social media platforms saying, uh, you know, we love these rioters, but go home. That was a big message that went around him saying, you know, we love you. You're doing such a good thing. They took the election away for us. I'm so sorry, but go home. Uh, these companies like Twitter and Facebook, they decided we're going to stand up to them. They're violating our terms of agreement because they're inciting violence. And so they did a, uh, a 24 hour suspension of his account and everyone was shocked. Twitter started by doing that 24-hour suspension, and then Facebook uh, went along with that. Uh, Facebook also ends Instagram, so that connected with that as well. And then I think about a day later, uh, either Twitter or Facebook said, you know what, we're going to permanently ban Donald Trump from our accounts until the end of his presidency or indefinitely. Twitter followed, and then YouTube followed, Snapchat, Twitch, Reddit, Liquid Web, Shopify, Amazon Web Services, uh, all these huge social media companies uh, banned Donald Trump from their platforms uh, permanently or indefinitely. So what are these tweets? Twitter claims are violating their terms of agreement. So many of these tweets were actually tweeted before the riots occurred. They, one of them specifically says the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. So Twitter claims this tweet posted before the riots was one of the reasons that all these rioters went out, they marched down to the Capitol, and they actually started breaking in windows and they pushed their way in. Um, a second one is by President Trump. It says, to all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Twitter claims this one shows that President Trump thinks the election was unfair and that he actually won instead of Biden. Um, and, you know, that also further causes his supporters to, to go down to the Capitol and try to stop the counting of votes. Trump, in his speech earlier that day, he, he told his people directly, march down to the Capitol this afternoon and we're going to go stop the count. One of his henchmen, Rudy Giuliani, said we're going to have a trial by combat. So Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they saw these speeches that Rudy Giuliani and Trump said, and they saw these tweets and they saw these Facebook posts and they realized, you know, social media must have some effect on the people going down and causing the, this violence. 
Yeah, and they also uh, these rioters who are Donald, who Donald Trump is you know riling up and uh, getting them angry and getting them mad and inciting this violence. They are also using these social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook to create these Facebook groups and these Twitter groups where they discuss how are we going to do the riots, where are we going to do them, when are we going to do them, how are we going to plan it, who's going to come. These big militia groups, these alt-white groups like QAnon are huge on social media platforms where they recruit people, they bring them in, they spread these conspiracy theories, and then they use this pl- these platforms to plan these huge uh, riot events. And a lot of this stuff that you see during the riots, you can find evidence of this, of like plans of you know coming to Donald Trump's last effort speech on January 6th, a lot of that people were coming, they were getting excited about that on social media. And now you can see even more of that now after the riots, people getting uh, more riled up and more uh, ready to do more riots uh, on Biden's election day or in the coming weeks. And so social media like Twitter and Facebook are banning huge numbers of these accounts. I think I saw somewhere that Twitter banned 70,000 alt-right accounts in their effort to stop violence and stop these riots. And so these people who are now relying so heavily on social media are having to go to other places. So where are they going? Originally, they were going to a platform called Parler, where they could talk encryptedly, and Parler was not going to restrict their access to the platform like Facebook and Twitter had. But Parler was hosting their servers on Amazon Web Services, and Amazon Web Services shut down their servers. So basically, Parler became inactive and they had to switch to another platform called Gab, um, which before, like last week, didn't get many users. So now once all these far-right Trump supporters have switched to Gab, Gab isn't able to support such high numbers of users. So it'll take like five or six or seven or eight minutes just to load one page. Um, and, and, you know, that's just too long. So people are looking for other platforms. So uh, these far-right Trump supporters have now switched to two different messaging and platform apps called Signal and Telegram. And these apps are encrypted messaging that is very hard, actually, to, to track back to who these people were. Not impossible, but very hard to track back to who these people were. And it's hard also to get access to these groups. So they're creating groups on these platforms, similar to what we saw them do a couple weeks ago on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And these groups are hard to infiltrate. You can't just because they're encrypted, you can't just find uh, these conversations, these groups. You have to actually get invited in or get put in. So you have to go undercover as some alt-right member of QAnon to get in. And then once you're in there, you, can't, you, can, only, you can learn information, but you can't trace back this information to a person because most of these people are using burner phones or you know, not, their own, real, not their real names, using different accounts. They know that they've been uh, cracked down uh, the, past, the, past, the past few weeks. So now on these uh, encrypted websites... Uh, and apps like Telegram, they're making sure to cover their footsteps. And so the question is, what are these uh, members of these alt-right communities on Telegram doing? What are they actually talking about? Well, they're trying to plan more riots. In the next few weeks, especially on Biden's inauguration day, they're trying to have as many riots on capitals throughout all 50 states in the U.S. They're trying to make their voices heard and trying to go out and actually uh, unlike the, the riots at the Capitol of a week ago, they're actually going to be using guns. A lot of people are saying, you know, take guns at your own discretion. People are trying to figure out uh, how can I pa- uh, pass uh, party, how can I pass state lines by taking certain guns? What guns are illegal? Are illegal in uh, one state versus another? And they're trying to find loopholes that allow them to do certain things. And so they're planning this out very well, and they're not. They're coming into this very prepared. 
Uh, and this could be a very, very dangerous riot. And so state capitals are, are ramping up. They're bringing defenses. Uh, the capital uh, in the U.S. has, like a, I think, 100,000 National Guard members uh, already stationed there for, for the inauguration day. It's definitely going to be a very, very big day for these riots. I heard in total all over the U.S. Uh, over the past week, um, law enforcement has spent $50 million just on fencing to keep wow. rioters out just in preparation for inauguration week. Um, but the reason Facebook and Twitter uh, and Instagram kick these alt-right Trumpists off their platforms is because they wanted to prevent them from planning future riots or inciting more violence. And it's in some ways been effective. So once they've moved to these platforms like Signal and Telegram, they have become a lot less centralized. They don't have as many leaders and there's a lot more groups rather than uh, larger groups with more central ideas and missions. A lot of these alt-right militias have their little group with a couple thousand members and they're very unorganized, which will make it hard in the coming weeks to do something big like they want to do to overturn uh, you know, the election as they think they want to do. Well, what we have to understand here is that there are a lot of people involved in this. There are so many different militia groups, all different crowding into these things. And unlike on big social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook, where one person can really take charge and you know put one popular post and everyone follows it, it's very nice and organized. On things like Telegram, it's not organized. There's a lot of people talking, like, well, not talking over each other because they're just typing, but typing different things. Uh, there are, you know, so one person's writing with one thing and one person's contradicting them. And it's kind of getting a little bit messy. And so it's less organized. And well, that's something that's good because if it's less organized, then maybe less will be able to actually come out of this. So really, we don't know exactly what's going to come on because it's so encrypted. A lot of law enforcement is having a hard time actually figuring out what's going to happen, figuring out what these people are trying to do. They're just fo following footsteps, you know, leaving, uh, following on the, the breadcrumbs that these militia groups are leaving behind. But we'll have to wait and see what happens in the next few weeks to see how bad these riots are really going to be. One of the big changes between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, and Parler, Gab, um, and now Telegram and Signal is that originally Trump was the leader or you know the big kahuna in all these different groups, uh, and Trump would tweet something and all the supporters would do it. For example, he said, go down on January 6th and march to the Capitol. What, he was like the big leader, and there was a centralized mission among all these different groups. Now that Trump has ban been banned off these platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and he has also not joined Signal and Telegram, he has not joined these groups, um, he has not gone to alternative social media platforms, there is no central leader telling all these far-right supporters what to do, um, and that makes it a lot harder for them to get something substantial done. One thing that's interesting to think about is what's the effect of Trump's banning on Twitter and Facebook and these 70,000 accounts uh, that follow him? How does that uh, silence the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump? They feel like their leader, their president, uh, who's not the president anymore, but was the president for four years and they still support, he's now been silenced. The, his main way of communication is through Twitter. And so they feel that they have no real connection to him and that uh, Twitter, a huge, and Facebook are two huge, the biggest social media platforms around the world and in the US uh, are now not allowing the president of the US, the most powerful man in the US to talk to its followers and talk to its citizens. And so they're really mad. And so all the social media platforms are doing this to stop further uh, violence their supporters don't see it that way. Well, the question is, well, the question becomes, 
when Facebook and Twitter ban Trump from their platforms, are they only banning Trump or are they banning the voices of 70 or 75 million people who voted for him? In 20, let's not talk about the 2020 election, but in 2016, 70 million people voted for Trump and they voted for him under the assumption that he would be president from January 20th, 2017 to January 20th, 2021, right? And when Trump was banned during his presidency on January 8th, 2021, during his presidency, his ability to talk to his supporters, talk to the people that voted for him, but also to talk to the whole country was silenced. And in doing that, the voices of 70 million people who voted for him was silenced. The question is, does the Trump's freedom of speech overpower the, the Facebook and Twitter terms of service or the Facebook and Twitter's um, assumption that he will incite further violence? Look, we have to realize that we're in an unprecedented time. Never have we had a president who's incited violence like this uh, and never have we had people storm the Capitol and attack our democracy. This was one of the worst events in our modern history uh, in terms of protecting our capital and protecting our democracy. And so when we have a president who's so supportive of his violence and so inciting of his violence. And then in the next few weeks, we have no idea how unstable he's going to be and how unstable and how much more damage he's going to cause our country. And so Twitter and Facebook are just acting out of precaution for what's about to come. So we can never really know what would have happened if Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and all the other platforms hadn't banned Trump. What we do know is hopefully in the future, um, this will have prevented further riots taking place. And we'll have to see what happens in this upcoming inauguration week. And we'll have to see if Trump is convicted uh, by the Senate and is fully impeached and not able to run again. So we'll have to see. It's, the next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting. But one thing I predict is Trump is not going away. I agree. But we'll just have to wait and see, as you said. So thank you all for listening. We want to remind you guys to check out our Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Uh, check out our email and email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com and check out our website at theyoungperspective.net. So listen every Friday and remember, this was The Young Perspective.